0: Sam, we have an interview with Pat Simons today of Yes to Renewables. Um, He's just on the line. I'll bring him in and I'll let you uh, take it away.
1: Um, Thank you very much, Paddy Boy. Well, hopefully we can bring you back in a second. Um, And we're going to be talking to Pat... um, about um, the recent victories with Yester Renewables. Um, and so we've been reading a little bit um, about some victories in terms of renewable energy um, for Friends of the Earth and the community. Um, there's been a recent announcement um, with regards to offshore wind. Um, the Victorian government has announced, I think, a number of gigawatts there for for renewables. And we're just going to try and bring Pat back in now Can you hear us, Paddy Boy?
2: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Great. Um, I'm not sure how much of that you managed to hear. I think we've dealt with the beeping. Um, How are you doing today, (laughs) this morning, first of all?
2: I'm going pretty well. I'm just um, sitting out in my back garden, uh, enjoying coffee and good to be back on Jet Radio. Oh,
1: it's really great to have you. And uh, we were mentioning before that the IPCC, the big international climate reports, come in, I think, overnight. It's pretty depressing reading. Um, But uh, we hear that, well, I've been reading at least, that you've been having some exciting victories here in Victoria with Yes to Renewables and the community. Could you tell us a bit about what's been happening with the campaigns?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've had some really significant wins over the past six months. The last few years, we've had you know we've had a really big focus on um, kickstarting offshore wind, which is a, an industry that doesn't exist yet in Australia, and also working in the Trove Valley uh, on you know um, accelerating the just transition and making sure that that region benefits from jobs and investment in, in climate solutions like renewable energy. So um, yeah, the the main thrust of those campaigns has been the push for um, federal legislation to kickstart offshore wind, which is something that um, we won last year at the end of last year, and we spoke about on the program. Um, but we've also been calling for state governments to to step up and show leadership and really um, create industry policy that's that's going to attract projects to the state and um, create long term jobs for people, and you know potentially secure domestic um, manufacturing for the industry. And, um, yeah, the the big announcement that we saw recently was that the Andrews government announced a massive target to build nine gigawatts of offshore wind by 2040, which is a very ambitious policy and um, has been called one of the biggest energy announcements in the state's history by the economist Bruce Mountain. So um, yeah, in terms of the scale of what that that target means, if if we just if we stopped building renewable energy today, if no more solar panels were installed on someone's homes, on people's homes, and we just built that nine gigawatts of offshore wind, that would be more than enough to cover the energy currently produced by all of the coal plants in Victoria. So it's a very, very significant announcement. We're, we're also going to be, you know, the state's going to be building onshore wind and onshore solar and rooftop solar. Um, but yeah, with this announcement, Victoria will probably be exporting renewable energy to the rest of the country in in probably the next fifteen, ten, fifteen years. So that's 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 pretty amazing, really.
1: Yeah, that sounds super exciting. And what is the state of um? Wind energy, uh, offshore wind, particularly. Let's focus on offshore for for the start. It, currently in Australia and also globally, do we do we currently have any offshore wind farms?
2: So not in Australia, we've got none. So we're, we're quite behind. Uh, if you compare Australia to to Europe, um, the industry is mature in Europe. It's been around for about twenty years, and um, you know the the prevailing logic in Australia has been, oh uh, we. You know, people say we've got lots of land and so, you know, we'll just do onshore renewable energy. But, um, yeah, as the transition continues, you know, there is a, there is a need to have resource in different regions that can, um, you know, because the wind is blowing at different times in different regions. So, um, have, have being able to access offshore wind will actually smooth the transition to 100% renewable energy. So it's really important, um, in that way, but yeah, we don't currently have any offshore wind um, projects operating. Uh, we've just managed to get federal legislation put in place to enable that to go ahead. And then the state government targets really important because it, it actually, um, sets the direction. You know, we all ne- know now that Victoria is going to be aiming high on offshore wind and that will attract projects, um, to the state. Uh, and it, it sort of, um, it helps do all the workforce planning and that will be really important for regions like Latrobe Valley where the coal plants, you know, will be closing over the next few years and, yeah, this is an opportunity to create alternative jobs for people in that region. So that's really important.
1: Yeah, it all sounds super exciting, especially the fact that there's not not one currently built. How long, what's the time process for these sort of projects? I imagine they're quite large. And also what, what role do you see offshore wind in playing in the... Um, in the in the fight against climate change,
2: yeah, it's a good question. So the lead times there is quite long on on these projects because the size and the scale and just the complexity of building uh, an offshore project, know um, yeah, is yeah, pretty significant. So um, if we go off uh, what. The most advanced project says, so the Star of the South, which is um, quite a popular proposal in Gippsland. Um, I believe uh, if they if they began construction um, in twenty twenty five, they could have the first power within about four years. Um, but completing construction, you know, could take anywhere between, you know up to around seven years. So that, it's a very, very large pro- project. Um, we're talking about between 200 to 250 turbines that are, you know, built in the, in the sea. So, um, yeah, very complex. Um, and where it's up to at the moment is more of the initial studies to understand the marine environment uh, and to make sure that the design of the project isn't, you know, damaging any sensitive ecosystems. So that's, that's really important work, and that's kind of what it's up to at
1: the moment. And in, term, uh, in terms of that, Pat, what can be done, I guess, um, to make... Well, what's Yester renewables doing to make these sort of projects, not just offshore but wind in general, you know, community-owned or having less impact? Is there is there things that... that um, you know, it sounds like a great a great achievement, and um, we're really behind it. But is there anything, you know, in this next phase of the process um, that mm. we need to be looking on and kind of paying attention as Friends of the Earth and activists to make sure it's yep. the best outcome for people and planet?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, I'll just talk a bit about what we've done so far. So, um, with the Star of the South, for example, that will require building a transmission line from the project that's built. Um, or short, you know, to connect into the Latrobe Valley. So um, we were pretty engaged on um, which transmission path would be chosen, and one of the one of the proposed routes was actually going through a large area of the state forest. Uh, and as we know in Gippsland, there's a lot of there were, you know there was a lot of impact from the bushfires, just the historic impact of agriculture and forestry. Um, we need to protect. The, the last remaining bits of um, native vegetation as much as possible. So we sent that message pretty clearly to to the company early on, and that helps sway it towards um a path to go through farmland. Um, so there will be that is, you know, that that actually helps minimise the impacts. And it, there will be areas of vegetation along there that could be impacted by this. Um, uh, this particular transmission route but the job is a bit easier now so we'll be looking at aspects of the project like that and always trying to reduce and minimise any potential ecological impacts as much as we possibly can so that's something that we'll be paying close attention to Uh, and then yeah, with the ownership uh, aspect um, there's actually some really interesting um, policies in, um, in Scandinavia I think in in Denmark and a couple of the um, you know, Scandinavian countries, they actually have requirements for all renewable energy projects to have a certain percentage of community ownership, or to be to be open to be um, have a certain level of community investment. So, um, yeah, that's something that we are pretty keenly interested in, and could be a really interesting way, not just to have. You know, these projects are really important for action on climate change, but they are largely led by the private sector. Whereas, you know, we want to see, um, renewable energy owned by the community, by the public. So that's something that we're we're going to be investigating and um, pushing further on um, in the years ahead
1: yeah that sounds really exciting and on that on that note pat I also read that there's been some victories at the real local level project with the delburn wind farm in the Latrobe valley. Could you tell us a bit about that that campaign and and you mentioned before the Latrobe valley and, and the just transition what the campaign <laughs> means for the just the just transition uh in that region yeah
2: absolutely well yeah offshore wind is a really big part of the Just Transition story for Latrobe Valley and Gippsland because um, you know, it's the opportunity to transition large parts uh, of the workforce in coal, oil and gas to um, comparable industries. So that, that is a big part of the Just Transition. But what's happened with Delburn, the, the Delburn wind farm is the Latrobe Valley's first onshore wind farm and it's just been approved. So that is, that's amazing. Uh, so in a region where you've got a number of coal mines, coal plants operating, there will now be a wind farm built in plant plantation just nearby those, those towns. And um, in Victoria, most of the wind projects are built in the western part of the state. There are a couple of projects in Gippsland, but this will be the first one in the Latrobe Valley. So that's, that's pretty historic. And uh, Friends of the Earth has been pretty involved in... Um, on the ground, uh, working with community groups that support the project. Um, so we worked with a group called the Strasby Sustainable Futures Group um, that were really supportive of building building the project and run their own community campaign. So we were we were there every step of the way supporting them as well as other more established groups like Police of the Valley and Latrobe Valley Sustainability Group. Um, and yeah, like, like with the Transmission example I okay, gave before. There was also quite a lot of complex work around minimising any potential environmental impact. Um, so the the project is proposed in pine plantations, so that's good because it's an industrial site. But um, there were, there are areas of native vegetation, so we worked to to, to minimise uh, any impact on native vegetation, and that was in collaboration with um, you know conservationists and locals in the area too, so I feel that we've been able to steer it towards a good outcome and yeah, that's that's going to be a really symbolic um, project when it's finally built, overlooking the coal mines
1: yeah, it sounds super exciting. I think um, it's one thing to talk about the just transition, especially for environmentalists, but to see you know jobs on the ground, to see the energy transition happening in those places, it's, um, it's really powerful and, and hopefully it can be a strong symbol um, of both just transition and, as you said, that um, how, how, how to work with communities to um, minimise impact and, and get the best outcome for people. Um, it sounds like there's been lots of great and inspiring stories, Pat, from um, Yes to Renewables. How can people get involved? I'm actually yeah. wanting to join up.
2: Oh, awesome. Well, probably the easiest way to get involved is, is to go to our, to the Friends of the Earth Melbourne website. And if you, if you go to the Energy page, or you click on What We Do, and then you go to Energy, and that's the Yes to Renewables page. And on there you can sign up for updates. Um, so you'll get emails like in our know, electronic newsletter, and that's where we send out calls to action and you know promote um, promote events and meetings and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a, an event or an action to give people right now because we have just finished three major campaigns. <laughs> um, that's all right. Maybe a yeah, bit of
1: rest, s- rest and rela- rest to to relaxation.
2: Yeah, <laughs> signing up to the, the newsletter. Um, it's probably the best way to get involved, and there's going to be a lot happening this year. Um, we're going to be really focusing in on like, um, I guess where we've achieved the what. We know where we're going on offshore wind. We know that these projects are going to go ahead, and now it's more about the how. So, how are we going to do it? You know, how are we going to deliver the best, um, the best kinds of jobs and the best number of jobs? How are we going to make sure the communities are brought along and? That we're building community income from these industries and so on and so forth. So I think that's a lot of really interesting work that. Dirt radio.
0: Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnets activists educating communities transforming communities mobilizing a sustainable planet get involved now Friends friends of the earth friends of the earth friends of the earth dirt
2: radio that um people that care about environmental justice um can get involved with
1: Sounds super exciting, Pat. Well, we'll leave you there. I hope you get to enjoy the sun and a huge congratulations to you, to the Yester Renewables team. I know we've got, I think, Wendy down in the Latrobe Valley, but also there's been so many volunteers in in the campaign and so many, as you mentioned, other community groups. No Victory is just, you know, one person or one team. It's a whole group of people and we're really, really proud of the Yester Renewables and also the um, incredible work that you guys do with, with heaps of different community groups, unions, you name it. There's a it's a real team effort, so so great work, Paddy Boy, and we'll um, have you on the show, I'm sure, s- shortly.
0: Hey, Sam, good to be back with you.
1: Yeah, very good, Jack. Um, did we want to hear a little community announcement, and then I'll read through some of the events? Does that sound like a good one? We've only got a few minutes left, which is very exciting.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a plan. Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. So Sam, you've uh, got some community announcements for us for events that are happening in Friends of the Earth, is that right?
1: Yeah, we're always busy. We're always active, mobilising, resisting and transforming for environmental justice. So I'm just going to read out a few events coming up. Uh, We have got a new volunteer session, in brackets, in person. Um, So that's very exciting at the the Smith Street office and that's this Thursday at uh, 312 Smith Street, Collingwood from 5.30. So if you got inspired by what you heard from... Pat, uh, on the radio, please come down to our Smith Street office. They're always a great way to get engaged, Um, the new volunteer sessions.
0: Exciting to be in the flesh to do it. I mean, I joined up during COVID and, you know, it'd be nice to actually see some faces and in person. Well, maybe
1: you should come down, Joe. I will come down, yeah. Great, we've already got one recruit. (laughs) Um, Then we've also got the SCAT Collective. So I think the SCAT stands for Streslecky Koala Action Team. And I think it's one of those exciting, um, Acronyms that scat also means um, it's the it's the, I think the faecal matter from the koala, and they do a lot of scat collecting for their koala survey and nature conservation survey work to protect the
0: koalas. You're really getting their hands dirty, yeah? yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not sure we're selling it so well, but it's not just <laughs> it's not just about scat. It's also about protecting the koalas and protecting the forest. And there's an online meeting uh, the same day at six thirty, um, and you can find all this information out at the Fo Melbourne website. So if you just search. Friends of the Earth Melbourne um, and you go to the event page but yeah there's an online meeting so that's this Thursday and then on Saturday um, we've got a climate signage blitz Um, so I think that's probably about election related things we know that there are two important elections coming up this year we have the federal election and the state election and it's really a huge year to get active uh, on climate change. Well, then on Sunday, up in the uh, Rubicon Valley, um, on Rubicon Road State Forest, so a bit out of Melbourne, um, at 4pm there's a Greater Glider Survey, Um, then there's a, next Monday, there's an Act on Climate meeting, Uh, and then the Wednesday after, there's the Nuclear Free Collective meeting. So, there's heaps happening, and heaps for you to get involved in, and just go to the website to
0: get more information. Yeah, definitely good to get involved now, it's getting a bit colder, something to do other than sitting in the sun, I suppose. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, so that just about wraps us up for um, this week. It's been good having you, Sam. Um,
1: Lovely to be here and great job on your first first trial
0: panelling, Jack. You've done a great job. Yeah, thank you. And thanks to Pat as well for uh, calling in. Um, I'm just going to uh, get us out with a community service announcement and uh, that will be about it for our day today. Thank you. Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community.